us, Lord, breaking things in us, Lord, so a seed can be planted, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because only you know what's really going on in our lives. Only you know what we're going to face at that job tomorrow, next week. Only you know if we're going to be safe in that car accident Tuesday. Only you, Lord. So we thank you, Father. Bless your servant as he humbles himself before you, Lord, to be an instrument to touch the hearts and the minds of your people, Lord. May you break the shackles. May you break the strongholds in their life, Lord. May you grasp our hand, Lord, as we so desperately are striving to grasp yours and we don't even know it, Lord, and pull us out of this muck and mire, Lord. We say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't even want to preach. I just want <laughs> I just want to just be. You know, I don't even I don't even want to preach. You're right, right? Then let's just be. Let's just be. Amen. 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 So um let's start with the scripture. Um Acts two. Uh, if you have the PowerPoint, I don't know what, what slide it is, but let's just start with the scripture. If you have your Bibles, turn to Acts 2.42. Acts 2.42, if you have your Bibles. This is, um, <coughs> yeah, you have the PowerPoint on my? Yeah. Go to Acts 2.42, right, right, right there. So if you have your Bibles, um, I'm coming out of the New Living Translation, but um, <coughs> Acts 2.42. Yes, there we go. Um, could you all stand for the reading of the word? That's, that's old school. Amen. Stand for the, for the reading. That's old school and new school. <laughs> say it, say it. Stand for the, for the reading of the words, God's word. To his people. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Some uh, translations say that they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer, scripture to go. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy. And generosity, they shared with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Amen. You may take your <laughs> seats. It was a Holy Coast party. And uh, this is part two of what we talked about a couple of Sundays ago, but the title of this one, uh, Jess, is Special K. Special K, not the cereal and not the drug. 
Uh, just, just so you know. Just so you know. Not the serious. Special K. Um, what's Hallel's vision? Building godly community through pastoring, mentoring, coaching, and discipling. And we talked about following your GPS last time, following your godly positioning system so that you can be in position to receive what God has for you, but also, as importantly, so that you can be in position, Natoya, to give what the Lord has embedded in you. So um, what are we doing to build godly community? Just think about it. What are we doing to build godly community? Are we studying more? Are we reading more? Are we spending more time with the Lord? Are we loving on people? Are we greeting um, visitors who come? Are we, are we, are we saying hello to, to the visitors who, who come? When people leave here, they shouldn't be worried about the word. They should say, you know what? I can't remember what the word was, but those people sure do hug a lot, right? <laughs> That's the way it should be. When, when you see somebody who walks in here that you don't know, you should go over and say, hey, how you doing? My name's whatever. My name's Licorice. That's what they call me. That's my nickname here at Halil, right? Right? You should greet them. They should leave here happy because we're friends, right? Are you uh, discipling anybody? Are you being discipled? Are you mentoring anybody? Are you being mentored? Are you submitting to being pastored? Ah, because that's not about us. It's about you trusting God and believing that he deposited something in us to deposit in you. It's about you trusting God and believing that he's given us something to guide you along your way to get you to that next position. Amen. So godly community, special K. Koinonia, that's the special K. Not to, the toy is like special K, no, not that. <laughs> Koinonia. So verse 42 says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. The apostles' doctrine. Can you go to the slide that says doctrine? Doctrine. In Greek is didache, which means something regarded as true, the truth. So they continue steadfastly in the truth that the apostles were telling them. What's the truth? It was the gospel of Jesus Christ. They didn't have no TVs. They didn't have internet. They didn't have no radio. They were hanging out with Peter, and Peter was like, all right. So there was this one time that it was, the, the, the water was going, and I stepped out of the boat. And then I took another step, and he grabbed my hand. You're talking about people who stayed. They came for a party. It was three days. It was Pentecost. Pentecost was 50 days after Passover. So they came for this party. Three days. It was called Fest the Feast of Weeks. And they stayed. Some people stayed. So you're talking about people who didn't speak the language in some cases. They left their culture lands. They left the society that they were in. And they stayed. Why did they stay? What made them stay? It was the spirit of the Lord creating relationship. So they stayed and they listened to the apostles and the disciples, those people who were around that time, telling the story about Jesus, his birth, immaculate conception, his sinless life, his crucifixion, his resurrection, his ascension. Yeah. He was like, I want you guys to go out and be my witnesses. And then a cloud came and took him up. I would have stayed too. That's how I moved to California. Three days for a party, came to visit somebody and wound up staying. We'll get to that later, right? <laughs> we'll get to that later. But they were telling the story. 
Peter's telling his story. James, John, they're sharing with these people. I walked with Jesus. I heard from Jesus. This is what Jesus said to me. And I'm thinking, Peter's thinking, you know what? I know, and this is some of us, I know, they know that I denied the Lord three times. I know they know. And he could have let that impede what he had to do. He could have let that make him insecure, you know, because that one person looking at him like this. Yeah, I'm looking at you because you denied the Lord. But Peter, this same Peter, walking through the temple, his shadow healing people because of his faith, because of his didache, his truth that he's walking in. Right? So they continued steadfastly in the apostles' truth. There were no gospels. There, it's okay. There were no gospels. There was no New Testament. Natoya, they were the gospels. They were following the roadmap that the Lord had set down, licorice. The Lord had set down this roadmap through the apostles, and they were following this roadmap. They were the gospels. So let's ask yourself this question. Is the Lord asking you to read the Gospels? Or is he asking you to be the Gospels? Well, Pastor Darrell, how can you be the Gospels? Well, you got to walk like Jesus walked. You got to, Natoya, when you go to that job or somebody says something to you, you got to be like, I ain't going to respond. <laughs> I ain't going to respond. Right? Or if you do have to respond, you think before you respond or not say anything. How do you deal with your family members? How do you deal with your spouses? Right? We have to be the Gospels. Right? We got to be the Gospels. And in verse 43, it said that he confirmed, God confirmed it by miracles. Through miraculous signs. What's verse 43? What's verse 43 say? Verse 43 says, uh, give it to me now. Verse 43 says, oh, there you go. A deep sense of awe came over them, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders because God was confirming what they were saying. Yeah. They're like, oh, so you walked on water, the person in the back. So you walked on water, and you denied the Lord. Peter's like, yeah, bam, he's healed. Bam, he's raised from the dead. Bam, bam. Oh, I'm following him. <laughs> so the truth, dadache, the Lord was speaking through them, right? Didache. So we're building fellowship. We're building a godly community. We got to be the gospels. We got to mirror Christ's life. Amen. Right? Amen. And verse 40, uh, verse 40, oh, it says, and the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. And to fellowship. That's what koinonia is. Koinonia is fellowship. So they were devoted to what they were saying. They were devoted to fellowship. So if I could get the koinonia slide, <laughs> the koinonia slide is fellowship. It's communion, agreement, one accord, joint participation, sharing, intimacy, contribution. So they're hanging out. They stayed. They stayed for this party. I came out here to visit this girl, Licorice, this girl I was hanging out with. We was hanging out. I was in New York. She was here. We were hanging out. So whenever we got together, we hung out. So I came out to hang out. <laughs> right? And I wound up staying. But we didn't have no coin of Nia, so we broke up. But I stayed in California, right? We didn't have no relationship. Right? 
<laughs> koinonia, right? So we didn't, we didn't have that. This is what they had. That means they were on one accord. They were working together towards one goal. They were sharing, giving up of what they had for people who didn't have anything. I don't know if you guys remember back in the day, I, I, I remember I used to live with my great-grandmother and we were in Arkansas and they didn't have doorbells. So when the other women around in the neighborhood, Marshmallow would come, they would go, woo-hoo. Y'all yeah. <laughs> don't remember that, y'all too young for that. Woo-hoo, that's, that's the way of going, ding dong. Are you, are you home? Woohoo! Are you there? And she would go, aha! Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that? Lance, I know you got to remember that. You from the country. You from the country. You got to remember that. Woohoo! And I was like, why are they doing that? She was like, they're letting me know they're coming. I'm like, why they got to let you know they're coming? To see if I'm home. I didn't get it as a child. Woohoo! She go, aha! And they come over. <laughs> they come over and they share what they had. Girl, I got some greens. I got some uh, this, I got some that, or better yet, when I was in New York, when I was in New York, I was an actor in New York, those of you who are in the, in the business, when the business ain't working, you do whatever you gotta do. I lived on the third floor, had a friend who lived on the first floor, had a friend who lived on the uh, fourth floor, and we got together and we ate, because I made cornbread, she had greens and he had meat. Yeah. <laughs> That's real, come on, y'all, uh, maybe y'all don't know, I'm sorry, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. So we would get together at 7 o'clock on Thursdays. If you didn't eat Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you knew on Thursday that we were going to eat. My friend's name was Naila, and we would go over her house. That was her name. We would go over her house, and she would cook, and I would bring cornbread because I knew how to make cornbread. He would bring the meat, and she would have the greens and vegetables or whatever because she was a vegetarian, and we would throw down. So thank you, Lord, for Thursday. Thank you, Lord, for Thursdays. So they continued in fellowship. They continued working towards this goal. They persisted in koinonia. They had unity in koinonia, right? So we're talking about building godly community. Uh, years ago, Pastor Teresa and I used to go to uh, this church. You may have heard me mention it, but uh, uh, the church, the atmosphere was very legalistic. Everything was... was uh, was, was very legalistic, structured by, structured by the church. And the pastor would invite certain people to her house. Only certain people could come to her house. And if you were invited to her house, I called it religious royalty. We were religious royalty because we were invited to her house, right? So, and she wouldn't, uh, would only go over or certain other people's houses. So if you went over to somebody's house that was not invited to her house, then there was sort of a, a reprimand or sort of you, you were in trouble or people didn't like that because you were part of the religious royalty, right? No koinonia, because there was no unity, right? There was no, no, no koinonia. We went to another church, right, that was free, had an atmosphere, was free, and the pastor was accessible, and he would talk to everybody and spend time with everybody, and that was great, but we didn't have a relationship with him. Yeah, <laughs> no koinonia. But you guys, you, you've met our bishop, right? We're covered by our bishop, by our bishop uh, Gideon Thompson uh, out of Boston. And when we go to Boston, where do you think we sleep? We sleep at the Thompsons' house. What do you think we eat? With the Thompsons. We fellowship with the people of the church. If we need anything, Bishop and Mrs. Thompson take care of it. Right? Koinonia. Relationship. God's given him something to pour into us. God's given us something to pour into you. Koinonia, relationship, 
right? Sharing, communion. So we got koinonia. So they persisted in fellowship, right? So how do we establish koinonia? We got to work on our relationship. We got to work on our relationship. The Holy Spirit has blessed us. God has blessed us to forge a relationship with each other and with him. So the Holy Spirit blesses us to do that. So this koinonia, if you learn how to do that here, where else can you do that? Oh, yeah. Where else can you do it? Everywhere. You can do it at home. You can do it in your relationships. See, sometimes we don't know when to let relationships go because they ain't working. Boom. Time to go home. <laughs> sometimes we don't know when to let things go. And I'm, and I'm not talking about amorous relationships. I'm not talking about your boyfriend, girlfriend. I'm talking about... I'm talking about that friend of yours. The only reason that person's your friend is because you're willing to put up with the stuff that nobody else will. Oh, did he say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason. That's the only reason that person's your friend. I have a friend. He's just like me. I'm like, dude, the only reason we hang out is because I can't stand you, and I know you can't stand me. Because <laughs> we, 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 we real like that with each other. <laughs> and so when we hang out, we always end up fighting. We hug and we leave. And then we see each other like a couple months later. I missed you. I missed you too, man. You get on my nerves. All right, peace. I'll see you later. That's the only, so you got to work on koinonia, right? So we're building a godly community, right? So the truth, relationship, the apostles telling their stories. That one apostle that nobody know his name, he was like, I was there. I, I, I followed Jesus. I was in the back, but I followed. He has stories too. He spent time with the Lord, right? You get me? You're following me, licorice. You got me, right? It says they never ceased. Next slide. They never ceased in sharing meals and breaking bread in the Lord's Supper. Right? They blended worship with life. One commentator said they consecrated common things they did and everyday meals they ate by doing it with the memory of the Lord's sacrifice in their minds. Go to verse 46. They consecrated common things they did and meals they shared by remembering the sacrifice the Lord made. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. So every time they ate, Jessica, they took communion. Every time they ate. They talked about the Lord's sacrifice. This is the blood. This is the bread broken for your transgressions every day. The scripture says as often as you do this. Used to be every day licorice, then they moved it to once a week. Now we do it once a month. But we could do it every Sunday because of his sacrifice. So check this out. They gathered around as a family for family meal, but what they were really doing was having church. That's, that's, that's what it is. But we don't do that anymore because phones, teens and tweens are addicted to their phones. We watch TV when we eat. Uh, we don't say. When I was a little kid, when I was a little kid, <laughs> we talked about this. When I was a little kid, my grandmother, my great-grandmother would put whatever drink we had in the center of the table. You couldn't have it until you ate your, y'all didn't do that? Okay, I'm the only one. Okay, fine. You couldn't have it until you ate your food. So if it was Kool-Aid, okay, so you know what I'm talking about. So if it was juice, you couldn't have it until you ate your food. Now they drink apple juice, all this sugary stuff, and then they don't eat their food. And then they go to bed hungry. And right before we sat down to eat, we would pray, but she would always recite a scripture. 
Somebody brought that to my remembrance. She would always recite a scripture. Sometimes they'd be long. <laughs> and you're like, I know, be quiet. She's, she's coming. She's getting to it. She's getting to it. Sometimes it'd be Jesus wept. It's like, oh, thank God. Because she would make hot water cornbread. I don't know if y'all know what that is. I love, you know what I'm talking about, hot water cornbread. Love hot water cornbread. But not only were we having a meal, we were building relationship. And for her, she was teaching us how to have relationship with God, even though we didn't know what was going on. Koinonia, right? Blending worship with life. They devoted themselves to this. They devoted themselves to the truth, didache. They devoted themselves to koinonia, fellowship. They devoted themselves, Natoya, to blending life with worship yes, that's good. That's and good. prayer. Yes, How could they not be followers of the way? Yeah. Yeah. How could they not? They didn't know who Jesus was. Some of them didn't, had never even heard of Jesus. Their first contact with Jesus was Peter talking at the day of Pentecost, talking in Aramaic. And if they didn't speak the language, how do you think they heard him? The Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord, boom. If you've ever been in a foreign country, I've been in a foreign country trying to speak my little busted Korean. And they're trying to speak their little busted English. And nobody's getting anywhere fast. But the Spirit of the Lord I don't even understand the words that are coming out of his mouth, but I know what he's saying. That's God. So they devoted themselves to the truth, hearing what the apostles said, to fellowship koinonia, to blending life with worship and prayer. They were followers of the way. And they followed God, being his witness, as we talked about last week, which means sometimes being a martyr, sacrificing their life for somebody they didn't even know. Amen. I, um, I'm, a, I'm a, a, a big fan of country music. I'm a big fan of country music. And uh, one of, I guess one of the reasons I like country music is because they blend life and worship. We don't do that in R&B. Right, what's that song? What's that song by, by, by Dre? And I said, honey, honey, I did, okay. See, I knew somebody would know it. Online bling? Is it online bling? Oh, hotline bling. Yeah. So hotline bling's better than online bling. Okay. So he. I know you know what I'm talking about, Christian. You just don't want to say anything. All right. But then, but then we have our R&B over here. But then we have our Christian music over here, and we don't blend the two. So what we do is we we're actually turning our back on God. But if you, if you if pull up my first, my first slide, the first one, it says uh, uh, Life and Worship. These are actual songs. These are actual songs that, that, uh, that I like. I'll tell you the artist if you want to know. He says, I raise my hands and I bow my head, finding more and more truth in the words written in red. They tell me that there's more to life than just what I can see. Oh, I believe. Now, these are songs that were released on country albums that were released to the general public. They are making no excuses about praising the Lord. But when we do R&B, it's got to be one or the other. That that wasn't God's original intention. The next slide. The next slide. The next slide says, Lord, I've seen what you can do. I've seen you make miracles and hopeless dreams come true. You made the heavens and the stars. 
everything. Come on, how hard could it be to make her love me? He's praying to the God about this girl. He's praying to the Lord about this girl. He's like, Lord, look, I, you made the mountains. Make her love me. Make her love me. Do it. I know you can do it. Do it, Lord. <laughs> Lance wrote that. <laughs> well, you getting paid, dude, because <laughs> Rascal Flats is singing this song. Right? And it's working. And it's working. It's working, working out for your good, Lance. It's working out for your good. Make her love. So this is a prayer that was released on a country album. Life in worship. And this is the last one. This is the last one. This was uh, Rascal Flatts. This was, uh, oh, this is Garth. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember, when you're talking to the man upstairs, that just because he doesn't answer, don't mean he don't care. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Because the, the, the slide before this, he was like, make her love me. The Lord's like, you don't need her? I'm looking out for you, player. You, ain't, you don't even know. I'm looking out for you because th that's draw, ah, 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 I'm looking out for you. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. This is a regular, huh? Tell, tell the story. <laughs> okay. See, he sees his ex-girlfriend. He, he went back to an old, he went home with his wife. He saw his, this guy, Garth Brooks. This is Garth Brooks wrote this. He, and he sees his ex-girlfriend. And she sees him, but he's with his wife. And you know, his ex-girlfriend, they were high school sweethearts. He's got his wife. He's like, and you know, I don't know if you guys have ever been in that situation. You're like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, was, yeah, good, yeah, good to see you too. You don't want to hug her too long? You want to shake her hand too much? You want to look too hard? Because you want to look, say, oh, yeah, yeah I, I did good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. You, yeah, right, come on. I'm the, okay, I'll just be, I'll be the only one. I'll be the only one. You like, you're like, and in your head, you're going, thank God for unanswered prayers. Because God knows what you need. God knows what's happening next Tuesday. God knows what's around the corner, life and worship. They blended it all together, and they were followers of the way. We make time for the things that we want to do, right? So we make time for koinonia. We make time for fellowship. We make time to listen to the Lord. We make time to, to read the word. We make time for those things, and we contribute to those things that we love and want to do. Amen? We're talking about building a godly community. So as I close, let me ask you this. Um, is it like that in your house? Life and worship? Is it like that in your daily life? Life and worship? Are Jesus' words, do this in remembrance of me? Is that practiced in everything you do? Is that practice in everything you do? Well, Pastor Darrell, is it practice in everything you do? You know what? It's not. But I'm trying. I'm trying. The Lord told me to do something the other day, and I was like, nah, nah. And if you know me, when the Lord tells me to do something that I want to do, the first thing I'm going to say is no. But ultimately, I'm going to do what God says. I, it may take me a while. I'm hard-headed. So sometimes the Lord has to put the screws to me 
but are Jesus's words, do this in remembrance of me, practice in everything that you do. So I'll leave you with this, the last slide, Nicole, just kidding, my MVP. This is the last slide. I want you to think about one thing this week that you can do to build godly community. Babysit for somebody, give more, Bring your clothes here before you take them to Goodwill and say, you know, Pastor Darrell, Pastor Teresa, I have these clothes. Do you know anybody who might want these clothes? Be like, yeah, Doc can wear this. <laughs> You'll come next Sunday and she'll be wearing it. <laughs> come on now. We're building godly community. We're, 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 we're basking in the truth together. We're fellowshipping together. You know, what can you do to build godly community? So think about it. Can you help somebody out? Is there anybody in need in the body? One thing, what can you do to build godly community? Lord, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. And we just say thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, that you love us enough that when we turn our back on you, Lord, you are still there. You are constant. Or the prayer that went forth today, the healing um, that was in the atmosphere, Lord. I just thank you for that, Lord, healing us physically, Lord, healing us mentally and spiritually, Lord. But physical healing, Lord, has gone forth in the house of Hallel, Lord. So the expectation is that you're going to do exactly what you promised, Father. So I expect people to report back that they were healed of this, or the doctor said that, or this thing happened, or that thing happened. Lord, there is an expectation, Lord, because you are the God of the impossible. And your word does not come back void. If you send it out, you send it out for a reason, Lord. And you are a God who does exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask or imagine, Lord. So let the word that has gone forth take root in the hearts of everybody here, Lord and manifest fruit. Protect them, Father, this week from all unseen dangers, Lord. Break the yokes off of them, Lord, that they may walk upright and strong, Father, in the way. Make them as wise as serpents, as gentle as doves, but as bold as lions. We say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 How many of you got something out of today? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, can we do something um, 